Hello and welcome to this edition of the FT Advisor podcast. I'm your host, senior reporter, Tom Dunstan, and today we'll be discussing the behaviour of mortgage rates over the past year and what we might expect to see in the year ahead. To discuss this with me, I'm very happy to be joined by Ashridge Private Finance Mortgage and Equity Release Advisor, Jane King, London Money Director, Martin Stewart, and Hodge Retail Managing Director, Christy Cook. Thank you all very much for joining me and a very warm welcome to you all. Thank you. So mortgage rates have managed to grab a lot of headlines over the past 12 months or so. They've been steadily increasing since around about 2021, but they absolutely spiked last year. I believe the average two-year fix managed to peak at 6.86% in July in 2023. And I was wondering if we'd be able to get a bit of background on the reason behind this. Uh, Martin, maybe i come to you first. Well, I mean, we don't have to go too far back to see what happened there in terms of um, the uh, the mini budget in September 2022, which seems like 30 years ago now, but it's uh, it's only 18 months and we're still kind of seeing the price for that. So obviously there was some upward pressure on rates with the Bank of England in terms of their battle against inflation, but that was kind of expedited with the, uh, with the mini budget, which kind of spooked the markets in terms of how the government were going to fund all the tax cuts that were... Uh, that were promised us. So um, this, it's kind of been a, um, a slow-moving uh, crisis. Uh, and I think we're, st- we're still clearly in that. And we're probably still going to be in that for another sort of 15 to 18 months, possibly. Who knows? We've got a, a general election this year, as has 42% of the world. Um, so I think we're in a we're in interesting times, to say the least. Um, there has been some improvement on that in terms of the lenders trying to... Uh, Quite back March. Yeah, they had a very poor year in in 2023. There wasn't a lot of new lending that was done, um, and the past two months has seen some sort of uh, uh, price war going on in terms of um, uh, fixed rates coming down quite considerably. I think we're probably maybe on the turn a little bit now and heading the other way. Uh, but it's definitely been improvement. I mean, the average two year that you quoted there is 6.86 um we're considerably cheaper than that now it depends on loan loan to values that we're doing one today at four and a half percent for clients so um we'll recognize the good look and that there is there is a, a very thin silver lining on the dark cloud and is this uh improvement uh that mark was talking about there something that you have both uh seen in the market as well uh, well, yes. I mean, obviously, we, there we were all cruising along on the crest of a wave of low interest rates. And then post mini budget, you know, Armageddon happened and phones were ringing off the hook and nobody knew what to do. And borrowers didn't know what, what whether to borrow. And it was all a bit, bit of a frenzy. Um, so, I mean, obviously, things have settled down now. Um, a lot of people made decisions. I mean, it was very difficult for people whose fixed rates were coming to an end, you know, within two or three months of the end of the budget. As advisors, it was very difficult um, to know what to do for the best in a lot of cases. Um, but we have seen some improvement now. They they did peak and then obviously lenders started realising that there was just no business. Um, purchasing fell off a cliff. Nobody was buying. Um, and so the lenders had all this money um, and they didn't know what to do with it. So they were ringing us up, which is unheard of normally, to say, don't forget we're here. Don't forget we've got money to lend. And so I think the only thing that they could do to try and encourage more business was to start dropping their rates back the other way. And so we have seen rates come down. Um, it was quite, they were quite large reductions in the beginning. Now they've got quite quite small increments of reduction. But as Martin said, we are now starting to see some long-term rates start to creep back up again. Um, so, yes, we're seeing some improvement, but I don't know um, how long it's it's going to last for. 
Yeah, just to say that lenders tend to follow the swap rates. And, um, you know, it was that the swap rates were peaking and then they started to dip at the back end of last year. <clears throat> and that's how we could see um, rates decreasing. Um, swaps are back up again this month by about 40 bips. And so there's recognition of that in the market where it's trying to adjust itself and settle into um, a, a stable place. Everybody would love stability in the mortgage market, but unfortunately that's um, not so easy to find. It is hoped, I mean, that the, the the customer stress last year was affordability because the stress rates that banks have to apply to be responsible lenders, um, the rates go too high, then actually it cuts out a lot of the market and people are unable to get the home that they, they wish to buy. It's hoping that that has peaked and that that is now on the downward trajectory. But I think that the um, coming into this year, for me, it's almost H1 is probably going to be um, just as tough as it was in 2023 with hopefully by the back end of uh, H2, uh, rates will be lower and therefore mortgages more accessible for more people. Uh, so obviously with mortgage rates, the big question everyone is always asking is what's going to happen next. I'm not going to ask you all to predict the future, uh, <laughs> but uh, what sort of things should we be keeping our eyes on to indicate where mortgage rates might go in the future? What sort of factors? Uh, well, that's impossible to answer, isn't it? As Martin said, we've got... 42% of the world voting on a, on a new government this year. We've got um, inflation. The battle for inflation is still not won. Um, so it's very difficult. I mean, I think all we can hope for is that we are going to continue to see some stability and that borrowers that borrow now have got some, at least some idea of where they're going to be in the future. I think the problem was people got so used to low interest rates, historically low interest rates that couldn't possibly last, that when everything changed, obviously um, panic set in. And I think um, borrowers have got to realise that this is where we are now. They're not going to go back that way. I mean, I've got clients saying to me, well, I'm going to fix for two years and wait for rates to drop back below, you know, three, two percent. And you have to say to them, it's not going to happen. So it's it's ridiculous for you to want to do that. But people still believe that that is going to happen. Um, so yeah, I think we we all we can hope for really is stability. I think the two year and five year rates kind of tell the story. It's an inverted curve at the moment, so the two year rates are higher than the five year rates. It is expected that it will drop to a um, more palatable level, but I think historically it's never going to go back to that whole generation that knew, you know, very very low interest rates. Well, it was a whole generation, wasn't it? It was. That's the shock, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what I would say is that I think I've just uh, read something this morning about about wage increases, um, and they still seem quite quite rampant. So that would be of concern, I would think, uh, to the Bank of England. I think we've got some inflation numbers possibly out tomorrow. Uh, we saw a small spike in inflation last month. Um, I think there's a prediction that there may be another small spike today. So, um, yeah, that, that that war, that battle against inflation, I think, is is far from won. And it's very easy to drop inflation from 10% to 4 To get it from 4 to 2 I think it's going to be quite difficult. So the bank, I mean, that is their remit after all. The Bank of England will be keeping a very strong eye on those inflation numbers and um, uh, wage increases as well. But the problem we have is we have a very nuanced uh, UK economy set against a very complex geopolitical world. So what we think 
we know, we probably don't know, and I'm not going to sound like Donald Trump up there, but it, it, it's very true, is that, you know, America sneezes and we catch a cold. That's an old adage that's been around for years. I still think that's very true. We have issues in the Middle East. Um, we could be importing some inflation via trade quite quickly. I don't think anyone knows, which is why I think it'd be very hard pushed to find anyone that's prepared to make uh, uh a bold statement about where uh, the future may lay. We've been to a number of meetings recently with uh, economists from UK banks, and by the time we've done the presentation, their um, predictions are already out of date. So um, I think we probably do quite well to, to, to remain quiet for a while and let the market sort themselves out. So in this current environment we find ourselves in of uncertainty, is there anything that you, any advice you'd give to advisors or consumers about how they should act? I think it's still all about affordability, isn't it? And we say to clients, borrowers, you know, it's not just about affording a property now. It's about it's about what your circumstances and objectives are in the future. Um, and also trying to, I mean, it's very difficult to sell protection these days, but people do need to realise that if anything happens to them, you know, their mortgage is not going to get paid for them. And I think people have got to put some sort of buffer in to make sure that if you know anything does happen down the line that they are protected but I think it is all about trying to get your budget done early get you know get your affordability done early and then make sure that you can at least try and budget for future increases as well as the the joy of future decreases um, and so I think what we have to say to them is don't rely on rates going down anymore. Look at this as a new normal and assume that at some point they're going to, you know, they're going to go up and, and make sure you budget for it and don't overstretch yourself. Yeah, I think um, I think we should congratulate the mainstream media as well to a degree because they've done a lot of our marketing for us over the past 18 months. No one really cared about mortgage rates. They've been so benign for 15 years, as, as we said earlier, that um, everyone has forgotten that they were a, a moving mechanism. So there isn't anyone now that comes to us, I'm sure well, Jane would agree with this as well at the coalface, no one comes to us now surprised about the cost of funds. Um, it's embedded now into uh, the borrower's um, uh, numbers. They understand where it will be. They're, they're fairly well informed. They come to us and they say, Look, we, you know, we've looked online, we know it may cost X, um, and uh, they're ready for it. And also, I've been quite surprised as well over the past 18 months how much of our clients have rolled with these these increases. They haven't done it willingly um, or with a smile on their face, but we haven't seen too much distress in our client bank. Uh, the money possibly was already there in the background. We just couldn't see it. Um, there may be sacrifices that they're making in a personal um, situation that we're not seeing either. But as Jane said, I think forewarned is forearmed. Um, the clients are now very much up to speed with where we are. Uh, and as long as affordability and job the jobs market remains healthy, then I think we'll be in a, an okay situation. If we can get through 2024 into 2025, I think we'll start to see things pick up quite considerably. And so obviously there's been uh, a lot of press around the Bank of England and their decision to hold uh, interest rates for God knows how many months at this point. So I was wondering, do you, uh, do you see them cutting at all in, uh, this year or is that uh, a future prospect? Uh, <clears throat> I think that originally we thought that was going to be around May, June, that it was going to go lower. Um but I don't think that that's the the view, the market view anymore. I think that it's 2025, maybe 
um, at the end of 2024. But absolutely back to what Martin said, it, it really depends on what happens throughout 2024 as to, you know, what decision they come to. I think you're right, the battle with inflation is going to be a challenge. And albeit 2%, I think it's going to be a tough nut to crack. And so uh, is there anything that advisors or brokers could do to prepare themselves for if if uh, whatever changes come down the line, they're ready for it when it's announced? I mean, I'm well, saying... Well, go, go ahead, Martin. I was going to say just that we've got to be very careful what we wish for here. There's a lot of people chirruping for um, the Bank of England to slash interest rates. Well, they only generally slash interest rates if there's lots of bad news. And lots of bad news is not good news. They did that. They proved that in 2008. They slashed the base rate down to half percent very, very quickly. Um, they did it after Brexit. They did it at the start of um, COVID. We've got to be careful what we wish for. If, if we want late rates to be lowered significantly and quickly, it generally means the economy has fallen off a cliff. So we can't have it both ways. Thank you very much. And Jane, you were saying? Um, well, I would agree with that. If, if the interest rates suddenly got um, cut tomorrow by a very large amount, I'd be worrying too. Um, I think all we can do is deal with the borrowers as, as they come to us with the situation as it is now, which is what I say, you know, forget what may or may not happen in the future. Let's do everything as of today. And as Martin said, they know now it's been in the media. They appreciate that when they come out of their fixed rate from two or three years ago, they're going to have to pay more. Lots of people managed to save quite a lot of money during COVID. So they're dipping into savings. Um, of course, now we've got the mortgage charter, which means hopefully nobody will get repossessed um, unless it's an absolute last resort. So they've got that protection in place. Um, and people still want to buy a house. I mean, they do still want to, but they're just compromising on what they what they buy. They realise they have to make sacrifices. Um, but people do still want to buy houses, but they've got to look at it as is now and not may, what may or may not happen six months, a year down the line. Uh, Christy, is there any uh, other advice that you believe uh, advisors and brokers would benefit from if anything uh, happens in terms of mortgage rates? I think it's a very different situation now to where we were back in 2008. Um, lenders have applied stress testing to um, customers post-MMR. Um, and I think it was in the Q2 household report from UK Finance last year where they it was a very beautiful graph which actually showed the rates that customers were maturing onto from fixed rate periods, but actually the rate that they were originally stressed at, which was um, you know a good good couple of percentage difference. And I think it's that responsible lending which has um, sort of stood up. I absolutely think the um, the you know the um, incentive or the initiatives that were applied post COVID for payment holidays, the mortgage charter, are all brilliant um, things that lenders now have a much more um, substantial toolkit to be able to help customers. Um, so I think that um, you know nobody is sort of um, going into this uh, blind at the moment. You know the stress rates that are being applied to customers nowadays should hopefully future proof them from anything in the in the future. And finally, Martin, uh, if I can come to you uh, again, is there any advice that you believe that uh, advisors would benefit from? Advice for advisors? Yes. Uh, keep your mouth shut, quite simply. Um, uh, we are, we are, and I take that with 30 years of experience behind me. Look, we are subservient as brokers to two things. One, uh, lender appetite to lend. 
and two, consumer appetite to borrow. Uh, and we sit in between those two things and we can't operate without either of them. The market can operate without us, but we can't operate without a lender or a client. So I really will just keep quiet. And as Jane said, you can only deal with stuff that's on your desk at that moment. It only really matters what the rates are five minutes before you're about to apply for the mortgage on behalf of the clients. I think we need to get away from this, this triple screen brokerage where you're looking at swaps rates and trying to predict the future. You know, we're not the wolf of Wall Street, far from it. Um, so I think just, just look after your clients speak to them six months in advance stay present stay visible uh, but also be very quiet brilliant thank you for that and thank you all very much for joining me on that note that is the end of this episode please join us next time for another episode of the ft advisor podcast join capital group ceo mike gitlin for a new edition of the capital ideas podcast in unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.